One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? Good morning, West Georgia! And welcome in to the morning five. It is Thursday, December 21st, and we are only four days away from Christmas. Men, if you are listening to this, it is time to start Christmas shopping. Yep. It's uh it's time. Go out there and get something. Unless you have uh unless you want to buy everything off of Amazon Prime. And probably today would be the last day for you to do that. Uh, but I would get out and start shopping now if you haven't. Yeah, I think that's a probably a good plan. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all the good gifts probably gone at whatever uh, big box store you like to frequent. Um, but yeah, I would suggest you go ahead and and uh, go out and get all the gifts now. Uh, if you wait till tomorrow, man, Saturday is going to be insane. You know, the shopping day on Saturday, that is going to yeah. be absolutely nuts. Yeah, two days before Christmas. It's the first, like, so the weekend, weekend day yeah, Saturday. Day. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be absurd. Uh, so four days until Christmas. Today is also National Coquito Day. Ooh. Have you ever had a Coquito? I, I can honestly say I've never had a coquito, but uh, it sounds good. It's very good, and I'm pretty sure that you would enjoy it. It is a, um, uh, it's a, uh, oh my goodness, my mind just went blank. It's a Puerto Rican, I think it's a Puerto Rican drink. I, I believe it originated in Puerto Rico. I've had it before. It's very, very good. It's like an eggnog. It's, um, it, it's, it doesn't taste exactly like eggnog, but it's very, very close to it. Uh, it's made with like, w- with like some sort of fruit, and usually they put, uh, Usually it has rum in it. it. has a little Puerto Rican rum in it. Um, but yeah, it's a form of like milk and cream of coconut. Very close to eggnog, but not as not as thick of a consistency. And they usually put rum in it. Coquito is awesome. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think I might like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Coquito. Um, I had uh, a little bit of it when I was down in Puerto Rico. Um, one or two cups. Uh, today is also National French Fried Shrimp Day. Oh, 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 yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. I'm all in on uh, both of these days. In fact, you can you could pair the two and give me a nice glass of cold coquito with a healthy pour of rum and a plate of national uh, a plate of French fried shrimp, and I would be just fine and dandy. Are you a French fried shrimp into tartar sauce? person or what like are you dipping anything in your french fried shrimp into or are you just eating it just plain usually eating it just plain um i I don't mind i don't mind tartar sauce and i don't mind um what's the other red sauce people dip it into don't know but i don't like i don't like either one i'm blank oh my goodness um I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't I'm mind either. I don't like either one. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't like tartar sauce at all. Like I, I can't eat tartar sauce. Um, it's just I think that's the consistency with me. Uh, oh yeah. Um, okay, I, I can understand that. The red sauce I, I can almost get behind a little bit easier, but the red sauce I, I just don't like the the flavor. If that makes sense. 
I gotta look this up because I'm losing my mind. Um, is it marinara? Losing. No, it's not marinara. Not marinara. I don't remember what it's called. Um, I I don't mind either. I actually do like tartar sauce. Uh, just not a big fan of it on my shrimp. Um, I don't mind the like fish or something. Uh, but yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm eating uh, fried shrimp, usually it's no sauce. Uh, if it is a little sauce, just a little hot sauce on top, just a dab. But um, everybody makes fun of me, and I, I'm probably going to get made fun of on this podcast as well. For I ate the whole shrimp, uh, and I didn't know that was weird until I started dating Emily. Um, but else and all, you mean? Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's, everything's fried. Like, but I don't I don't do it when it's when it's like cocktail shrimp. You know what I mean? When it's not fried. But when it's fried, like the tail's usually fried, so I just you know down the hatch it goes. It's cocktail sauce. Cocktail sauce. There it is. Cocktail sauce. How do we not remember that? I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind tartar sauce or cocktail sauce. Um, but yeah, if I'm at a restaurant and I get I got I get French fried shrimp, I, I usually don't dip it in anything. Like I said, maybe a little dash of of uh, hot sauce on top of it. But that's about it. But but yeah, I I just go down the hatch with the entire French fried shrimp and. When I was a kid, I used to dip it in ketchup. But that was just because I think when I was a kid, I used to dip everything in ketchup. That's what I was about to say. Kids dip everything in ketchup. Like we, my kids eat ketchup on their rice. You know what I mean? Like if it's uh yeah, yeah any, anything anything ketchup that they can put on, they will. Uh, today is also the first day of winter, and my goodness, it feels it outside. Yeah, I, I, this is one of those days that you mourn. I, it's it's always funny to me because you hate. Um, winter. I do. It's terrible. Um, it's 24 degrees outside right now. Yeah, it feels... Yeah. I, I walked out. I walked outside because uh, my dad's got a... Um, he's got a refrigerator outside, and I had to go outside to get one of my drinks to wake up in the morning. <sighs> I'd have left it out there and just drank water out of the tap. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I, hate, I hate winter. I hate cold weather. Although the best thing about today is the winter solstice, which is today, is the shortest day of the year. Do you know what tomorrow means? If that means tomorrow gets longer. You're and damn longer right. And longer. Let's go. You're damn right it does. We're on the downslope to summer, baby. As it's 24 degrees outside. Yippee. Let's go. Can't wait. Excited. Um. All right. Well, let's let's get to something, Billy, that has been all over social media. Everybody has talked about it. We're going to talk about it here because it's a fun subject. And it didn't start out as a fun subject. It wasn't meant to be a fun subject when this happened. So Richard Mendenhall, if anybody remembers him, he was a running back for the Steelers, won a Super Bowl with him. Um, he tweeted out uh, essentially getting mad at white guys for... Getting mad at other people and, 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 you know, critiquing football players on social media. Um, you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, you fat white guys get over here and critique us, but you couldn't put a team together and beat an all black team with an all white team. We'd beat y'all by a hundred. And it, Richard Mendenhall's tweet in social media was meant to be degrading, I think, and divisive. Um, but I love that everybody has taken the subject, spun it around, and has had an absolute blast with it and uh, has put together teams and everything and has had fun with this this whole situation, this whole headline. I love that part of this thing. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun because, you know, I think after he sent out that text or that tweet, a lot of people, especially a lot of white people, have been like, hey, 
but let's look at what he's talking about. Yeah, it'd be a fun game. When you, when you break down what he's talking about, you realize that this white all NFL team really wouldn't be that bad. No, it wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad. We'd have a hard time covering anybody. Um, but we wouldn't be bad. So let's get to the offense that I've put together for this. Um, I'm listening. At, at QB1, I got Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. I could hear an argument for either one, honestly, but I, I, I put Josh Allen as my QB1. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think here's the thing. I think Josh Allen has the wheels that he can get around. I think, um, And I think you're going to need that. I don't think so. Not with this line. This he, line is good. I think well, no, no, no I, 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 not necessarily to escape pressure, but to run the type of offense that I think we should probably run. Probably need okay. some wheels. I'm talking like triple option right here, or like wing T offense <laughs> for this team. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking because uh, at wide receiver, I, I go, I go Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen as our wide receiver one and wide receiver two. That, I mean, that's that's <laughs> solid. Um, but but I think where our where, where our strength lies is the offensive line. I mean we are we are six deep at tight end, um, and you know I'd be I'd be perfectly fine with running twenty one personnel the entire time. Uh, you know, you got Kelsey at, at tight end one or or a slot. Uh, George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson, Laporta. Um, I'm sure there's like one or two that I'm missing in there that are also really good, but we got a bunch of really good tight ends and, and our running back one would be run CMC. Oh, of course. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it, we, we're giving run CMC the ball 65 times a game probably here. And and if we, if we wanted to make um, Casey Bass happy, you know, we could always bring in use check for the fullback bingo right there. Use check is a fullback. Yeah. Well, I mean, Use check as a fullback and and running three tight ends. It's probably the best way for us to go forward here. Um, uh, offensive line center is going to be Kelsey. Right guard Bentonio. Right tackle Lane Johnson. Left guard Zach Martin and left tackle Colton Miller. Like that, I mean that's that is a that Danger. is a hell of an offensive line right there. Yes. We're, they're going to block like hell. We're going <laughs> to be able to move the ball. Um, probably not a lot of chunk plays, I would say. Most plays probably under 15 yards. Um, and, and run CMC is going to get the ball probably 65 times in this game. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I took a different approach to the defense for the all-white team. Um, mainly because... I don't know who the hell is going to play cornerback for us. That's going to be rough. Our RDBs are going to be rough, and it's even going to get worse once I name the wide receivers for the all-black team. So so the all-white team, uh, we're going with a 52 front. That That's what I'm going with, 52 front, or a 53 with only three, linebacker, uh, three DBs. Um, but I'm going with a five-man front, nose tackle Harrison Phillips, defensive tackle Zach Sealer, Defensive tackle, Aiden Hutchinson. And then defensive ends, I'm going to go Nick Boza and Max Crosby would be my DNs with Joey Boza. You could even put Joey Boza at the defensive tackle spot for Zach. I I would be fine with that. Or Or move Max Crosby inside with Zach and put Boza on either end. Or if you want to go to a 53 man front, a 53 
we could move Max Crosby to a linebacker and still have either Boza on the end and have Zach Sealer there at uh, defensive tackle. I, I like it either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're set there at linebacker. I got TJ Wise and Logan Wilson once again. Watt, both the Bozas, Crosby, very flexible in where they go, where they stand. Are they a linebacker or are they a down lineman? So I think we're pretty solid there at the linebacker position. Yeah. The only problem with putting Watt down, I think Watt is a lot better with putting his hand in the ground. For sure. Um, rather than being a linebacker, but I could see it. Yeah, no doubt. I could see um, this is where it gets. I, I, this you, is. You want, you want Clay's, Clay's idea? Yeah. What's Clay's idea? He, he, Clay's idea is he's pulling a, a double A or a single A football team. You have uh, to. Thielen you have to. Thielen and Cup, you're you're going both ways. So so I thought about that. Thielen, you could do Thielen, Cup, and run CMC and Travis Kelsey playing both ways. Or you could do Kelsey and George Kittle playing both ways because of the tight end depth. You could probably save them a little bit. That's fair, too. I, you have to. You have to. I mean, we have Robert Spillane in, in the league at cornerback. He's a white guy. And Harrison Smith, uh, he's a safety. But, but other than that, like, yeah. You have to. You have to go Thielen, Allen, Kittle, or or Kelsey playing both ways to fill out the cornerback um, or the safety spot. Kicker would be Justin Tucker uh, for the all-white team. So uh, it's a solid team. We are just – the DBs are doo-doo. And who'd, who'd you get as punter? Uh, I didn't write down a punter. about a uh, kick returner? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a returner either. Um, mainly, be- mainly because I don't believe the All Black team will be punting at all. Okay, I don't, th- I don't think. <laughs> if we, can, if we, <laughs> if we can get to them, yes, maybe. If that, if that offensive line can get to it, or if that defensive line can get to it, maybe. Uh, but if so, let, let's get to the All Black team. I, I couldn't figure out who I wanted at quarterback: Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Probably Lamar right now. The way Lamar Jackson has been playing Lamar. this year. Um, yeah. If Lamar Jackson can get off a pass and just throw jump balls, I don't think they're going to have to punt. Uh, wide receiver one, Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver two, CeeDee Lamb. Wide receiver three, Justin Jefferson. It's, it's dirty. It's just dirty. <laughs> so dirty. Robert God Spillane. Bless. Robert Spillane is going to be covering one of those guys. Oh my God! Uh, at running back, King Henry and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's a good running back yeah. duo. Just pretty good backfield. Uh, tight end, tight end. It, 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 I mean, this it doesn't fall off. Kyle Pitts at tight end one, Isaiah Likely at tight end two, and David Njoku at tight end three. Still, if you were to to match those up, I'm going the white team for sure. For sure, we have we have better tight ends. It's the only I think it's the only category we're better in. Offensive line too, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, offensive line. Rodney Hudson going to play center for him. Uh, Shaq Mason at right guard. Right tackle is Laramie Tunsil. Aaron Banks left guard and Trent Williams at left tackle. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad lineup, but I th- I think the white team takes it over the black team in that one by by a nose. I ran a fifty two uh, with the with the black team as well. Uh, all nose tackle Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle Chris Jones, defensive tackle Aaron Donald, 
your ends are going to be Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett. Oh, excuse me. Um, oh. and, and Fred Warner and Roquan Smith are going to be your two linebackers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Christ. You got Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett on the end. Uh, and sandwiched in between those two guys is Dexter Lawrence, Chris Jones, and Aaron Donald. Yeah, we're going to need three three tight ends each, yeah. each play. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to need three tight ends because listen to this DB group. We are not getting a pass. I'm telling you, the, the white team is not having a pass thrown in the air over 10 yards. Cornerback uh, Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertain. Uh, and the safeties would be Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James Jr. It's just nasty. Yeah. I mean, I mean, use check is going use check and run CMC are going to be beat to hell after this game is over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now we do have them in the kicking game. Um, I don't know who would be the kicker for the all black team. Maybe young Hoku, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they get him. They don't really have one. Do no, they? no, not that I, not that I'm aware of, not that I could think of. Um, and then head coaches, I, who do you want for the head coach for the all white team? Andy Reid or Bill Belichick? Reid, yeah, yeah. Go with Reid as head coach. Uh, and the head coach for the all black team would be Mike Tomlin. And Billy, one of the funny things that I found on the internet last night is they simulated this game in Madden. Uh, and the all black team won sixty nine to fifty seven. That's not as bad as I thought it would be. No, but okay, not terrible. I don't know the stats, um, but the only caveat to that is they had Patrick Mahomes on the all black team, and I ruled him out from either team uh, because he's got a white mama. <laughs> okay, so I ruled him out. They did have they did have Patrick Mahomes, but yeah, sixty nine to fifty seven was the final. Um, but I just, I thought it was fun. I thought the way that social media has taken this and turned it into a fun debate, like it's, it's just, it's entertaining. It's sports guys, but not to take that seriously. Like it's, uh, it's entertaining. So that is, uh, that is it's TM fives, all white, all black team. It was a lot better than, than what I saw yesterday. That ticks me off. Um, have you ever, you know who Mad dog Russo is, right? Yeah. Russo on ESPN. That guy's a moron. Uh, yeah, and, and this video I saw yesterday, I'm, I should have sent it to you, but I forgot to. Um, he he made the outlandish statement that Shaquille O'Neal was um, the fifth best center of all time. <laughs> uh, in front of Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith, like, who the hell do you have in front of him? Yeah. <laughs> That's just clickbait yeah. stuff. He, he, Mad, Mad Dog Russo probably can't even name five centers in the uh, in, he NBA. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He even said that Tim Duncan was ahead of him. Uh, Tim Duncan's not even a center. Tim Duncan's yeah. a power there forward. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Dog just says stuff, get clicks. He's he's a moron. I couldn't stand him when he was on uh, whatever he was on after Pat back in the day. That guy's, that guy's an idiot. Uh, Billy, the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks, despite every effort in the third quarter, uh, beat the Rockets last night, 134 to 127. Um, we really tried to hand it to the Rockets. In fact, the Rockets had the uh, lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, but we we snatched victory from the Jaws of defeat. Trey Young with 30 points, 14 assists. DJ with 21 points last night. And Bogey, 22 points off the bench. I didn't get to watch m- m- a lot of this game. I caught maybe the tail end of the four minutes in the fourth quarter once we got home. Um, but Trey Young has been averaging 30.7 points per game and 11.3 assists per game in his last 18 games. 
that's that's really good for mm-hmm. Trey, and I'm 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 glad he's doing that because that he's needing to yes. right. Yes. Um, defensively in the fourth quarter, they kind of clamped down after being down by five. They took care of business and was was able to start separating themselves, which was good. Um, and let's not forget the Rockets had best record in the NBA at home. Um, they were eleven and one going into last night, and uh, it's eleven and two now. Yeah, I don't know um, what I don't so, know what our defensive rating was last night, but 127 points. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's not great, but at least at least we scored more for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's huge. That is one bright spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I listened to the very end of it um, on the radio and got to hear um, Steve Holman, you know, call the end of it, and he was he seemed very very happy. So. That was good. That was good to hear. I like I like like hearing Steve Holman happy. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't happen very often. Uh, Clint Capella shot seven for seven from the line, which really blew my mind when I saw the stats this morning. Uh, that's not something that I expect to see out of Clint Capella. Wow. Yeah, that's you know that's not something I expect to see out of him. Uh, something else that I found out um, that was uh, that was really neat is Trey Young now joins Tiny Archibald, Michael Jordan, Russell Westbrook, and Oscar Robertson as the only players to make 30 points and a 10 assists in five games or more in a row. The longest streak is by Oscar Robertson with seven. I'm not sure you can keep it up, but it'd be fun to see if he be, can. Yeah, it'd be neat. Um, and, and Trey, if somebody told Trey that stat, he's going to try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Young right now amongst guards in the East. He's first in points per game, first in total 30-plus point games, second in assists per game, second in 10-plus assist games, first in fourth quarter points, and fifth in steals from a guard averaging 20 or more points. Yeah. So if he doesn't get voted to the All-Star game, which, once again, I doubt he will because people hate Atlanta. Uh, we riot. We riot. And we burn the uh, Eastern oh. Conference uh, headquarters. I, here's the thing. I don't think people hate Atlanta. I they just do. think Trey Young is having one of those quiet. People, people hate Atlanta. People hate Atlanta. Oh, I mean, I agree with you. But I, I think <laughs> I don't think the NBA people hate Atlanta. I think NBA people just. I think they forget Atlanta exists, dude. honestly. If I'm going to be completely yeah. honest with you, I think they forget the Hawks exist. Bingo. Uh, that's, um, that's my thing, too. <laughs> That's worse than being hated. <laughs> this appling. Uh The Hawks say that Jalen Johnson and Kobe Bufkin have cleared uh, to. They've been cleared to return to full team practices. Oh. Let's go. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, that the, getting Jalen Johnson get, back is huge. Jalen back for the final, for the stretch run. I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's a um, that's a massive, massive get uh i want to see kobe buffkin get some time because i think he's gonna be good like three years down the road uh but yeah jalen johnson coming back that is um that's massive uh billy let's get to national signing day yesterday everybody was filling out their recruiting coffers uh we got the we got the top 10 teams kind of compiled through like four or five different recruiting agencies you know how there's 16 bajillion websites you can go on to see who's the best team um, and and we got a list of kind of the compiled the top ten. Uh, so here's, num- here's yeah. what I paid attention to. Yep. On the uh, five of the top ten are SEC teams. Yep. UGA at one, Alabama at two, 
Yep. Texas at five. Uh huh. Auburn at eight, okay. and Oklahoma at seven. Yep. Three Big Ten teams. Yep. Penn State at 10, Ohio State at 4, Oregon at 3. And two ACC teams for now. Yeah, Miami and Florida State. Yes. That, that does it. Yeah. And, it, and look, here's the thing, because I, I saw yesterday Ohio State had the third best, and that may have been 24-7 or whatever, but um, KJ Bolden flipping to Georgia was huge for them. Um, there was a couple of, of huge flips for Miami. Um Florida State continues to build a really, really nice program. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, this is going to be an interesting year. Um, Ohio State, did you see the video of Ryan Ryan Day losing his ish? Because um, he hadn't gotten the, the recruit yet or hadn't gotten the uh, official word yet. And then uh, about, um, oh, God, what's his name? Jeremiah Smith, I think. Oh, the yeah. Overall yeah. And Ryan Day loses his mind like while when he's in the middle of his press conference. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> my, my, my biggest question to you and anybody out there who is a college football fan is who the hell cares about National Signing Day anymore? I do. Why? I, I still like it. I, how, I still like it. Kids? It's, it's a pop circumstance thing. Um, I know Beasley had a really good day yesterday. Um, had a had a really nice signing day over at Bowden. Love to see it. Um, congratulations to him for signing with Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders. Um, I'm excited for him. You know, look, it's it's about. I think for college football fans, it's about the promise of the next season, and it's after you know their disappointing season that they just had or exciting season that they just had maybe this can add to next year or it's it's all about promise for for them um for the kids it's about this is this is about me because and it's going to be the last thing about them you know because once they get on campus they become scum your pond water what is it What's the line from uh, Wolf of Wall Street? You're you're nothing. Yeah, but um, it's not that anymore. It's not with oh, NIL yeah, and transfer in the way it is. It's not. It's not like that. Don't if you don't make you it all about the athlete running. or you don't make it all about the kid, he'll transfer out. That's what I'm like. Okay. Na- National Signing Day doesn't matter anymore. Like, how many of these kids are actually going to play for the team that they sign with? I would say probably somewhere around thirty percent. I don't know about that one. Like I can, I can guarantee you, Dylan Ravioli will will not play for Nebraska more than maybe one year. Like that's just not that's not the state that we are in with college football. National Signing Day does not matter anymore at all. You fill your coffers with some nice, you know, three or four star kids, but getting these five star kids and them sitting in your system for three years is over. It's not happening. The bigger day that's going to be celebrated and probably needs to be celebrated and that they will shift over to is if they have one day for the transfer portal when all the kids in the transfer portal announce where they're going to go. That's the way that college football is going to where National Signing Day for these big colleges doesn't matter at all because a lot of these kids will never see the field for your team. Yeah, I I mean, I'm still... I'm, I think I'm still just old school and, and love the the pomp and circumstance of it. Damn. 
I like it. Yeah, Again, but I, it just, I, I think it's it shows its promise for for the future. It's it's awesome for the kids. You know, they get they get their moment in in the in the sun. It's I, I don't know. It, it's a false Make promise, it. and and I think I, I think you know. Yeah, t- false promise, but at the same time, like it's. It, Again, like I said, it's their last moment where they're where they're front and center. No, because see, they, see that's changed. What? No, yes, no I don't think so. A million, yeah, a million I mean, percent. I still think they have those their moments where they're like, you know what? I don't, I don't like that I'm not, you know, front and center anymore, and I want to transfer. Okay, yep. well that's fine. But then at that moment, you're with just hundreds of thousands of people who are doing it, and and. You're you're a former four star that did, couldn't make it, you know, and it just I don't know. That just, well, but, what's the difference between being one of the thousand kids that transfers and being one of the thousand kids that gets signed on National Signing Day? Because these are one of the kids that have have zero prom like college football experience that is transferring or that is signing with college, as opposed to I couldn't make it on a roster, so I'm going to transfer. There's a big difference. I think it's the exact same. I don't. I think, I think it's, it's the exact same different. in these. And back in the day, yeah, when it was when you were going to be the limelight for thirty minutes or whatever when you were signing, it was a lot different than than today. Because now, if you want to be in the limelight, well, go sign a deal with somebody. Go make commercials. Go get put on a bag of chips like Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing up in Ohio. Go transfer somewhere where you will be the guy and you are going to be in the limelight. I just, I, I have. I, I really usually don't care about National Signing Day, even 10, 15 years ago, because who the hell knows what these 16-year-old kids are going to turn into in three or four years? And I, I care even less now. I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't care if Ohio State was 15th, because it doesn't matter. If we win the transfer portal, which we haven't this year, but if we win the transfer portal, that's all that really matters, because nothing says that these kids are going to stay in our system for three to four years. Nothing's going to say that our top recruits aren't going to transfer out just like we saw happen this year. It's it's the new form of college football. These kids get on campus, they find out they're not number one. Back in the day, they had to sit there and, and, and work and outbeat the guy in front of them. Now they can just transfer to another school. And I think but that's the, the reality that's going to hit people in the face in college football five, six, seven years down the road. But the difference here is the kids who did National Signing Day yesterday are high school kids. Right. Okay, right. They they have busted their ass and have been the cream of the crop for their teams, and they are the ones that are getting recruited. Right, right. The other kids that are coming into the transfer portal have not either have either not busted their ass or have decided that there's just not enough space for them on their college roster and and wasn't good enough to make the college roster or are good enough to make playing time they wanted to get more playing time elsewhere so that's the difference in in this like i understand your your argument it's it's completely different though because we're talking about these are high school kids versus college kids and the college kids just couldn't get it done as opposed to the high school kids got it done and that's why they're being recruited that's the difference it's the exact same it's 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 the exact same it's 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 the, the transfer portal and national signing day are the exact same uh, and and at least when you're getting the transfer portal kid you know you're getting a kid you might be getting a veteran you know you're getting a kid that knows football and i i honestly think that in five years 
they're going to have a transport portal day, and it's going to be much more important than National Signing Day because those are kids that can come in and play immediately and affect your team immediately. National Signing Day, you have no idea what these kids are going to turn into. You don't know if these kids are going to be able to cut it in college life. You don't know if a, a young kid that's a 1,000 miles away from his mom and dad can, are, is going to be able to go to class oh and God. keep up his GPA. Like You have no idea if that's going to happen. But a transfer portal kid that's coming in, he's already been at a team. He's already sustained it. Might have not have had success in the field like he thought he was going to, but the kids had success in the classroom, and he's still there. He's still being able to manage himself. That's the difference. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. That's why you, I'm that's, saying that's, the transfer portal different. matters more than National Signing Day. National Signing Day does not matter anymore now that the transfer portal's here. It's irrelevant. Who cares? You get the three, four-star kids that are maybe, you know, the three-star kids that'll stay in your program for a little while, but these top recruits that everybody's losing their minds over, they're probably not going to play for your program. Like, I would say you give me the top 10 kids that just signed this year, and I would say se- at least seven of them will transfer schools at least once in their career. Well, that may be the case for sure, but this is about, anyway, you know, I've already made my case. <laughs> Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, nothing. Nothing on the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Nope. Uh, and uh, we got nothing going on um, with the for covering games and events calendar either nope. we're into the late stages of christmas and uh no one's playing basketball right now Nah, only teams that play basketball this week um central plays friday and i think the herd county boys play friday uh but like other than that nobody's nobody's doing anything this week pretty much yeah i think that's, that's it. tomorrow yeah, that's it it's hard to believe tomorrow is friday <laughs> yeah. like i woke up this morning i can't tell you how many times i woke up this morning or I woke up this morning once, but I can't tell you how many times I looked at my um, OneNote and I kept tapping on Wednesday, thinking today was Wednesday. I keep thinking today's Friday. I'm so you're a day behind and I'm a day ahead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, uh, Billy. Let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Century Twenty One Novus. Michigan receives NCAA notice of allegations for recruiting violations. Yeah, it's about time. Ooh. This all this is about time. Oh, um, yeah this this could get serious now. Yeah, let's. What's what's the line from Sully? Um, can we get serious now? Can we get serious um, now? Um, <laughs> yeah, Michigan has received a notice of allegations from the NCAA regarding allegation violation by football staff during the COVID nineteen recruiting dead period. Two university officials confirmed it yesterday. This is the uh, the hamburger one. Correct. Right? Yes. Uh, the Michigan infraction case is related to impersonable on and off campus recruiting during the COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities. Quote unquote, not a cheeseburger official quote from Derek Crawford, the NCAA vice president. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, what a what a story up there in Michigan! Uh, underdog Ravens feel disrespected ahead of the 49ers showdown uh, Christmas night. Good, yes. I hope they do because look, it, that'll make the game a little bit more enter- entertaining. Yes, honestly, I agree. I agree. Um, should they be underdogs? Yeah, I think they should. I think the 49ers are better. 49ers yeah. are better team. Yeah, 49ers are better team. I, do I think the Ravens can beat the 49ers? Of course, of course they can. But right now, with my eyes, what I've seen, the 49ers are the best team 
uh, in the NFL. And the 49ers, I think the line's a little big, but I think the 49ers are okay in being favorites here. Five and a half. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's a little big. I mean, it's out in Cali, so. And I don't think the weather's supposed to be particularly nice. I think they're supposed to get rain out there. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I understand it. Uh, UNC's Mac Brown says Dave Dorian's post-game speech was classless. I must have missed this. What uh, so Dorian, after they beat UNC, said uh, the NC State head coach um, was talking about UNC and NC State beat him. And Dorian said in the locker room, was caught on camera, probably a camera that shouldn't have been in the locker room at the time, said, it's been, you ready for this? Very offensive. Very, very offensive. I was shocked that this came out of his mouth. It's been one thousand. It's been one thousand four hundred and sixty days since those pieces of shit beat us. That's the entire <laughs> quote. That's the entire thing. That's what Max Brown. That's what Mac Brown is 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 mad about. He said, "I've never heard something like that before. I'm oh, disappointed." Mac Brown is disappointed. Billy, he said, "I thought it was classless. It's not true." We didn't play well Mac- in the game, but we didn't coach well in the game either. It's been very well documented, and I got that. But you don't call kids a piece of SHIT, and I have addressed it with my team, and I apologize to him for Dorian's comments. Grow the F <laughs> up. Honestly, like, I, I can't. I want to go back to when, you know, coaches hated each other. I want yeah. to go back to when programs hated each other, when they talked ish about each other. I miss that because we don't have that anymore. Right now, we're in the PR world where everything has to be. Oh, let's not say anything negative because that could be uh, that could be you know locker room material for them. So what? Let's make that happen. Let's nope. make games absolute slobber knockers. Let's go back to that type of football because I miss that type of football. What we have right now is absolute garbage, and it's it shows. The Ohio State-Michigan game, garbage this year. Alabama-Auburn, even though it was back and forth, there was no fights. There was no chippiness. It was garbage. Like, you want to talk about those those rivalries were meant to be angry, anger and just fury-induced. And they haven't been. because I, I don't disagree. Of, and, and you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Right, Bryce? The fact that less and less of the Ohio State roster is from Ohio and, and less and less of these these Ohio kids who hate Michigan, grow up hating Michigan are on this team now. Now it's all cross country kids and now you have to teach these kids how to hate and, and that's that's a, been a problem. It's the same way with national recruiting everywhere. Georgia and Georgia Tech don't give a crap anymore. Florida's the only one that Georgia gives a crap about and that's been become an absolute joke. That game used to be chippy all the time, and I miss that. Like all of this, I I love chippiness in football. I love it because it shows that these kids give a crap and they don't care about this the other team across the way. And for a coach to say it's been one thousand how many days? One one thousand four hundred and sixty. One thousand four hundred sixty since they beat that pe- them pieces of shit. Good. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, I good, agree. Because, you know what that does? Mac Brown, if he's worth his salt, which he should be, Brad. he's been doing this for a long time, he's worth his salt, 
He should take that quote and he should put that up on every single board in the in the locker room, on every single board in the weight room, and say, "Hey, when we go up against NC State next year, it's on, and they're gonna feel how these pieces of shit." We'll play against them. That would that would require Mac Brown to be in in the facilities on a day to day basis, um, which is not the case. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to go on a, on a major rant. No, you're right. There, but you're right. This is this is the I don't know softening of the of the football brand, and I think the transfer portal might have something to do with this. If you get a kid that transfers in from Washington State to Ohio State to play one year, like. That kid doesn't know that he's supposed to hate Michigan, and if people tell him, he doesn't understand why he's supposed to hate Michigan. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I like the rant. I agree 100 percent with it. Use the word softening. I use a different word. Oh I'm yeah. Not sure well, I cleaned it up for the podcast, but yes, I also use a different word um, of what's going on with football in general these days. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's what UNC's Mac Brown had on the docket today. Uh, today in 1891, the first game of basketball based on rules created by James Naismith was played by 18 students in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hey, look at there. Yep. First uh, 21st of 1891. Why in the, how league. in the world? My first question when I saw this is I assume they were outside when this happened, right? They didn't play this game inside. How, how did they get a game of basketball going in Massachusetts in, on December 21st? Like, how sure it was played outside? I don't know. I know. I ha- I don't know. I, I would assume it, it was because they used a peach Why? basket. They used a peach okay. basket and, like, a, 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 a pole. Why would they have a, a pole inside of a gymnasium back then if there was no basketball? I don't know, but I don't, I don't think it matters. Um. So, yeah. Today is the uh, first day that uh, basketball was played. Billy, you got anything else to add today, man? I know you're happy because it's winter solstice day, which means Ooh. that every day from here on out gets longer and longer and longer until we get to the summer. So Ooh. I'm happy for you, buddy. Can't wait. I'm Agreed excited. That point. I need those 90 degree days back, man. 90 degree days and sitting by the pool. Uh, I dream about them every single day. Counting down the I'm days to summer. Very white. Christmas. Ugh, I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy Christmas, but I could live if I could live in Australia, I would, where Christmas is a summer holiday. Um, and that would be just the best of both worlds. I mean that'd be that'd be amazing. Wouldn't have to deal with winter. I'd be enjoying like hundred degree days down in Australia uh, in Christmas, and that'd be awesome. That'd be two thumbs up for me. For Billy Lindall, I am Bryce Barley, and we will see you tomorrow on the morning five. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!